Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Social Unicorns podcast. So just to recap, in case you didn't listen to episode zero, my name is Joanna and I'm here with Georgie. Hello. Um, And we are both social media professionals who've been working in digital and social marketing since, I don't know, probably the late 2000s. Yeah. We've been around the block a bit. We know our stuff um, and we've kind of been involved in the whole industry as it's grown up. And the idea behind this podcast is that we want to create this space for social professionals to share their stories and then help each other. And then we also want this to be a resource, I guess, for anybody wanting to learn more about the industry. And our ultimate aim is to make social media a more respected profession, just generally across the board. I feel like there is quite a lot of stigma attached to it. Yeah, um, also, and understood, and understood. Yes, that's the main thing. Um, yes, definitely a misunderstood profession, I think. Yeah, 100%. From, from all all angles, pretty much. <laughs> I think unless you work in it, you don't really understand it. So we, we sort of want to be a bit of a resource for education as well, um, and eventually turn the industry <laughs> into something that just runs a little more efficiently and effectively so that we're all on the same page and we all kind of understand what it is we're doing. So, episode one, welcome. (laughs) Episode one, this is going to be about all the different areas of social media because it's not just one thing on its own and I think this is sort of the baseline of misunderstanding is that there's lots of different areas of social. You can specialise in one You can work a little bit across other areas as a more sort of hybrid social person and it will change what your role and responsibilities will change, whether you're in-house or whether you're agency side or maybe you're working as a freelancer on your own. There's all these different elements. Um, And over the years, obviously back in 2007, 2008, when Facebook became a thing and Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard doing whatever, it was a very very basic tool and obviously since then it has grown into this huge industry I guess it's prompted this huge industry to suddenly exist in advertising and marketing world and things have changed the platform has changed the abilities within those platforms have changed technology has changed Um, it's just a completely different scenario than it was all those years ago there's this perception I think that if you're working in social, you are just sitting in your dorm room, like Mark Zuckerberg was years ago, playing around on Facebook. And now it's not that at all. There's so much more entailed. And that's kind of what we want to go over today, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I first started working in social media back in good old 2009, people did you literally just used to say to me, like, do you just play on Facebook all day? It's like, well, no, no, I don't. But I can see why you think that. Because back then, you know, Facebook was a really cool place to be. And it still is. But, you know, it was so new. Like, you could make friends with people that you hadn't seen for, like, 20 years that you didn't actually want to be friends with. But you did anyway because you wanted to collect friends. You wanted to collect pages that you liked. And I think, it, you know, a bit of a few people said this to me at the time. They said, you know, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse job, isn't it? And yeah. at the time... I I took it all in good jest because I was like, yeah, you know, I guess it is a kind of fun job to be. Is it a real job? But, you know, I think a bit like Disney, how it all started with the mouse. I mean, look what it's turned into, guys. 
I think it's it's gone from one of those professions where people are like, sorry, you're a what? To actually, you know, people want to work in it now. And yes. just the way that it's evolved and changed has made it a really interesting space to work in. But it's evolved and changed so quickly. I mean, back in 2009, I used to have to code on Twitter still to, you know, do a retweet or put a link in. I don't even, even I can't know if you could put a link in back then. Honestly, it was just... I don't know. I feel like it was a big thing when you could suddenly add an image to a tweet. Oh, God, it was huge. And when that button came in, that retweet button just changed everything. I remember it was like such a hallelujah day. Honestly, so funny. But it's, it's, you know, it has, it has really changed everything. And, but social media has changed along with it. Very rapid pace. But that means that although it's a very new industry, it's such a fast evolving industry that it's a bit confusing about what areas there are now. And I think um, some agencies and companies have kind of divided this out their own way. And some of it's fit into some sort of semblance of a normal agency structure, but not really. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. when people come to me now and say, Oh, Georgie, I really want to work in social media. How do I do it? I'm like, well, what, part of social media would yeah. like there's a hundred ways you can do it right yeah there's so many different aspects to it and you, you can be fully immersed into it or you can like touch upon it or be involved in some kind of industry level with it we we broke it down and this took a while but we broke it down to seven main areas like yeah. seven and there are more than this but these are kind of the core seven that we figured were probably the best ones to talk about yeah so number one strategy (laughs) where it all starts right and so many people say oh I don't need a social media strategy strategy is basically a fancy word for a plan yeah yeah and yeah well I think once you get your head around that and you put that kind of I think strategy can sometimes sound quite scary but it essentially is just what is your plan absolutely how does this align to your business goals like how is this actually going to help you yeah exactly and you know a lot of people say oh I just want to get like loads of likes okay well don't you want to make sales and make money like your strategy should be about getting sales not about getting followers and likes yeah getting likes isn't a it's not help it might have been helpful back in 2009 but it's just not it doesn't really mean anything now it doesn't carry any weight it might sound good and look good to the untrained eye but it actually won't make any difference to your business yeah and side note that is why instagram should drop its ten thousand follower rule before you get a swipe up on stories in my humble opinion but there we go yep it's not all about that's followers cool. instagram <laughs> that's just a little side um you know niggle that i have right now but the second one um area content now, everybody thinks it's all about the content and it is all about the content. That is the end result. Content is the yeah. end result of so much work. Yeah. And there's different phases of content, right? So you can be involved from a concepting point of view. You can be thinking about like the design look and feel of whatever your content is. is then copywriting. Like There's all these different elements and you have to go through this kind of concepting through to production. It's it's a big it's a big area, right? I mean, when we when Joe and I both worked on a particular client in agency land where we met, 
you know, the concept through to like delivery phase could take like three months for a, for a yeah, exactly. Like, and it all depends on what kind of content you're doing, right? Because you've got to factor in that you've got to a come up with the idea for your content, and then sort of plan it out if it's going to be a filmed piece you might want to do a very top line storyboard you've got to find people to help you create the content like actually film it or photograph it and then props for filming that took weeks for some of the posts that we were putting together yeah there's all these different elements aren't there that go into content it's not just I mean it can just be taking pictures of your product and putting them on your Instagram but it also can be a much bigger project than that yeah and I remember we had an intern come and work for us for a little while at one of the agencies I worked at and her mind was blown when she saw how much work went behind literally just one post Um, yeah and I think that's the difference between you know small businesses slash creators versus large businesses with you know whole strategies on board and there we go there's the strategy and the content already coming together but also mm-hmm. then into management. And again, management mm-hmm. covers so many areas. But this is more, you know, the people that scheduling the content, publishing the content, general page management, you know, somebody who's actually going to check on the pages and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, is all the information up to date? <laughs> yeah. And that and that on its own is such an overlooked area. People a lot of brands and companies will literally just post stuff and then just leave it and that's totally not the point of social media you're missing the point guys (laughs) yeah and it's even you know does the post look good on the page and the real habit and this is such an interesting habit and one that I actually still do have to remind myself of you know us as social media managers I bet if we could do a little hands up thing right now how many of us are working on desktop day to day versus how people actually consume the media which is on mobile Mm -hmm. and that is such a big difference and it's you know having somebody to check all these things you know does it appear right in the right places um you know social listening what's what's being said about the brand what's being said about that piece of content has it seeded anywhere has it gone anywhere you know does it need to go to over to PR or management for escalation you know there's a lot that goes into just you know the management side of things and you know that that's you know managing the content but then also we go then into the data reporting oh. and the fun part <laughs> you know I actually love the data I'm really <laughs> geeky over it I find it so interesting so yes to be fair I, I shouldn't say that it's geeky because I am guilty myself of losing myself in like analytics world because as you say like it is really interesting if you're posting all the content and managing the community it's actually really interesting to sit and spend some time looking at what's resonating with people and what isn't and trying to figure out why mm-hmm. um, and it, it can be I mean depending on what your business is and your content it can be a huge body of work with like loads of different people looking at different aspects of it. Or it could just be you sat with your computer, looking at all your different analytics tools and trying to sort of play detective and figure it all out. There's lots of different things going on that you can like lots of different tools and lots of different analysis. Yeah. Techniques and stuff that you can use. Um, and even beyond social, you've got things like Google Analytics, which isn't technically 
social analytics, but it does relate to it. You can track your social traffic and stuff like that through it. So there's all these different elements. Um, and they're obviously all really, really worthwhile, but it can be a much bigger, what I'm trying to say is it can be a much bigger thing than just casually looking at your analytics for an hour every Friday afternoon. Yes, absolutely. Like there are some people that literally do this job day in, day out to analyze all this data through Google Analytics, through goals, through conversions, you know, audience metrics, time spent on website from click throughs, from social, you know, landing page analysis. Honestly, it's it's just endless and it's a really interesting space to work in. And, you know, just one example that I've got from my agency land experience, we worked for a um, department store, big department store on their jobs and their recruitment. And they were using their social media to publish really, really high end jobs. I mean, like window display manager jobs, like really high end, right? Mm -hmm. Their audience on their Facebook page was 80% 18 to 25 year olds. (laughs) So bosh, there's an instant disconnect. And that on a very, very basic level is why your analytics and your data matter. And often you can find that your audience isn't actually who you think your audience is. Yeah. Bit of food for thought there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually. And it's probably a whole separate episode. 100%. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of brands just think, oh, we're going to use our Instagram page to say how great we are. And, and as you say, like people might be there on Instagram following you because they actually want to know about how to use your product and mm. how you can just be a little bit more creative with it with it rather than just knowing about it at a very baseline level and with data comes probably one of the most it's the biggest area of growth in social media marketing the last few years for sure like there you know if, if you if you really want to get into an area that probably is never going to diminish or go away or will always need expertise and skill Mm-hmm. paid's probably pretty because it, it, it opens up so many other avenues right like once you can crack paid social media you know you've got google media you've got any general paid media but it's such an important aspect of social now you know but yeah but boosting a post is one thing anybody can go on and spend like five pounds boosting a post to their followers but you know, imagine running literally a tens of thousands of pounds, even hundreds of thousands of pounds sometimes campaign on social media. How are you going to make sure that you have not literally poured that money down the drain? Because it can happen. Yeah. Click the wrong yeah, button yeah. and it can happen. And it does happen regularly. Oh, so often. <laughs> I've seen so much money be wasted. But this is again ties back into I suppose your analytics and strategy side of things like paid is a whole area on its own yeah it is Um, it's not just it's not just like tv or out of home advertising or something where you literally just have a media buy and you shove your advert there Mm. it's more intricate like that it can help you with lots of different objectives whether it's getting you traffic to your website or converting people mm-hmm. or letting them to watch your content I mean it can just be about brand awareness and reach um, but there's all these different elements to it and it is a science really trying to figure it out it is for your brand it is and but you can also run like multiple tests on different 
audiences and types of content as well. I mean, just one yeah. campaign, you can have 10 different audiences and 30 different pieces of creative. Boom, there's 300 ads. Yeah. Literally. And it's, it. I mean, it's almost too open in a way, I find. Like, the options are endless and it can be really tricky narrowing down what the best thing to do is you know yes. what what should you be doing what is our goal here and are we better looking at link links or are we better looking at conversions and should we test five creatives or should we test just two and just the options are I mean if you don't know what you're doing you can get so lost in this which is why yes. it's so definitively like a whole kind of specialism on its own like there are entire agencies just dedicated to paid just paid like which that. is crazy <laughs> crazy I mean it didn't even exist six years ago it barely existed six years ago paid social like it just yeah. it, like it was like boosted posts and run cute little ads like the way that it's transformed is insane absolutely yeah. insane real growth it's incredible though to have at your disposal mm. if you're doing it right you can really nail it Oh God, it, it, I've seen incredible results off the back of paid, like petitions being signed for charities, fundraising targets, everything. It's quite, it is quite incredible, like the difference that it does make and the importance of it for running effective marketing, basically. But yeah. also equally important, community management. Yay! <laughs> this is actually my favourite part of social because it's the social bit of social. And I think we talked about this earlier, didn't we? Um, about just general page management. You shouldn't just post things to your social channels and just leave them. The community management element isn't just about responding to unhappy customers or questions. It's about building and engaging with your community. Like the great thing about social media is that you have this ability to speak to people in real time as a real human, not as a robot. And you can learn about what they, why they're interested in you. And you learn about your fans and your followers. And you can create this lovely community of people who are all invested in your brand. And they themselves can go out to their communities and become sort of advocates for you, which is an amazing tool to have at your disposal. But you have to actually dedicate some time to doing that and learning learn from your community like what is the best way to talk to them what do they actually want out of you and again that bit feeds into your content strategy right mm -hmm. we I when I worked at big theme park we used to I used to use things that people were saying I used to hunt people down on twitter like you know a bit of geofencing targeting to see what people were talking about generally within the park and if people were talking about like long lines at one ride or this or that or the other, then I made a note to, okay, well, let's talk about some different rides. Let's get people to different places. Let's talk about the other things that there are to do. It's a way that you can really inform your content. But also I used to, you know, casually chat to those people via Twitter or Facebook as the brand to build their engagement with us as a brand during their day at the park. And it was yeah. great. They loved it. They're like, oh, my God, Chesney's yeah. talking to me. Of um, course. If, if a brand that you really like responds to you, even if it's just like a thumbs up or just a... Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you're at the park. You're, yeah. you, 
like it already you're just building a really positive connection yeah 100 percent. and you you can really turn around people's days or experiences just by engaging and that that's where the line can get blurred with customer services but if as a community manager you can flip something round and turn something potentially negative into a positive engagement or a positive response then that's a huge tick for the community you've done it in public so you're showing that as a brand that you care and that you you know that their opinions matter and you've also saved potentially customer services a job down the line so I mean keeping yeah. an eye on that kind of thing is so important yeah completely yeah. agree I'm a big advocate for community management <laughs> loves community management everybody it is it is her favorite thing <laughs> and I get a t-shirt made I'm gonna get a hat I'm just gonna fly my flag <laughs> <laughs> fly it proud <laughs> and the the final one and this is a really interesting one because this is one that again is only really cropped up I think in such a major way the last few years and that's influencer management mm-hmm. and I undernerd about this one because you know honestly before a couple of years ago this, this wouldn't actually have been a separate job it just would have been a part of somebody else's remit like oh you know work with influencers or it would be through like PR agencies right like you're managing talent but yeah it's changed like and social media influencers are such a different kettle of fish and I think to get the right content and engagement and actually ultimately what you want out of an influencer you've really got to understand social yes the biggest thing that I see is people confusing sort of celebrities with social well celebrities social media sort of big influencers the zoellas of the world and then actual sort of micro influencers who to me are the real social influencers because they have those smaller communities but they're definitely more engaged on a social media level when you get to the zoellas and the celebrities yes they are influencers because they're very high profile but they're not necessarily influential across social. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah, because that's interesting. I think there's a difference between being an influencer and being influential. Yeah, yeah. And you hear stories all the time of people spending loads of money getting somebody with like 100,000 followers to create this piece of content for them. And they do that, and then they see absolutely no return on it. Mm. Well, you can pay £100 like say a hundred pounds to someone with an Instagram following of say like 8,000 people and you could get like 10 sales out of it which paid for itself over and you get you know that social kudos and that credibility and you get a bit more of a loyal following and a bit of a customer base and it's it can really alter and change but in order to manage these influencer relations it's you know, contracts, agreements, brand guidelines, campaign delivery, following up with people, that there's a lot of different elements to it. And again, if you're a really small brand, just working with like a mummy blogger, relatively small Instagram account, for example, do you need to have go through the whole rigmarole? Potentially not, but you need to have an understanding of it. And there's actual entire influencer agencies out there now managing this stuff. Because it is such a huge growth area. Yeah. And again, like 
I think you just kind of touched on it, but it's completely scalable as well. I think the main thing about doing it right is understanding the lay of the land. Yeah. And you only really get that by having a wider understanding of how social works, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of, I know, like, I don't want to like put down PR agencies or anything like that because I think there are some really good ones out there who do it really well. But equally, I have seen a lot of PR agencies treating social influencers the same way that they would a, a you know big name celebrity, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's really understanding the difference and how your influential person at whatever level they are is actually going to strategically support what it is you're trying to do as a business absolutely and there you go there there's the seven kind of roles or seven sort of sections that you can kind of go into in social media and actually what we haven't included in there are the different standard agency levels of you know the account executives the account managers you know which in social media agencies they exist as well but if you want to work in like a bit more of a pure social role then those are kind of the seven core areas, right? Yeah, and we said at the beginning that this there is no like hard and fast rule for doing this. I think we've both worked in lots of different companies and different team setups, and it really, really does just depend on what that individual company is doing, right? And what mm-hmm. their what their aim is with social. Like you don't need like we're not saying that you need seven people each who specializes in each of these areas in order to do social well if you've got a small business you might want somebody who is focused purely on the community management the content creation the strategy and they can also do a little bit of paid and that's going to be enough to get you by um but yeah it just kind of it depends what you're doing and what you want to achieve I think the main thing that we want to get across is that if you're a business you need to factor in that social media is not just going to be one person in the corner messing around on Instagram all day you need to make sure that when you're hiring somebody you're understanding what it is that you need to deliver on and you're hiring the right person with the right skills yes the right person right skills for what you actually ultimately definitely want to do with your social media presence because one person cannot be an expert in all of those seven fields it's actually just not even feasible like joe and i are very much like all-rounders um because we've been working in it for so long we have a really good understanding of all of those seven areas but if you put me into an influencer agency tomorrow and said do the job i'd have a hell of a lot to learn yeah and similarly you know paid I can run paid campaigns. I am by no means an expert in the like specialties and the expertise that comes involved with it. But I wouldn't expect myself to be. And I don't think anyone looking at my CV would expect me to be because it's just not something that I've specialised in. And there's a limit to how many expertise levels that somebody can have for one role. Yeah. So you're not alone, people. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) If you see a no. prospect asking for like you to be an expert in like eight different things, then, you know, have a think about whether that's the job for you or talk to them about actually what are the core areas that definitely need to be 
what like what are the essentials rather than the wants almost yes yeah. we we're seeing more and more all the time people on linkedin or general social posts saying you know i can't be an expert in eight things just because i'm a social media manager and that is the challenge of this role you can't be yeah. an expert in everything because there are so many different aspects to it i completely agree and i think yeah, I, I mean, it's a bit of a red flag to me if I see a job description that lists out all of these seven areas and they want you to be able to do every single bit of it in detail. And, you know, you've only got five days a week to be able to do this. It's not feasible. Like, you can't have somebody who's an expert in all of these areas. You can have sort of people who are a little bit more all round skills, but you just have to be aware that when you are hiring them, they're going to be doing an element of learning on the job. And that's fine. Like, I think a lot of us, like, I Google things all the time. Oh, my God, I Google everything. (laughs) If you've got that understanding of social generally, you can generally figure things out. But there's a difference between that and having an expert in a particular area. And I think that's just the thing you have to be aware of from a hiring point of view. And also, if you are that social media manager, like, don't go into a job where they're expecting you to be all these things because it's just going to end up being an absolute nightmare for you you're going to be stressed you're going to it's going to be feeding your imposter syndrome because you're going to be like shit they're going to figure me out (laughs) I'm not actually like good at all of these things even though I know what they all are it's just yeah it can have a very very negative impact I think um so we just need to be aware from both sides that what the realities are basically next episode we are going to be talking more about actual job titles because it's a very very unregulated industry in terms of job titles but in the meantime I think if um, anyone's got any questions any feedback on the episode any suggestions do you you agree do you disagree with anything that we've said then um, yeah get in touch yeah so our Email address is socialunicornsldn at gmail.com. So Social Unicorns London, basically, but shortened. Um, and then the same on Instagram. If you're a professional working in social media, come and join us on Instagram where we're going to be just sharing some funny stuff and just using it as a bit of a therapy group, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Bit of um, space. We're here for you. We get it. We've been there, lived through it, and we are still both living through it. Yeah. Until next time, we will see you soon.